This is the second week in our Advent series here at Church Public. Last week, we looked at the Advent of hope. Today, we'll look at the Advent of peace. Peace is one of the nine fruit of the Spirit that we find listed in Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, etc. Galatians 5.22. Now, I want you to notice something here. This is actually pretty cool. The order of the Advent candles is the same order as these first four fruit of the Spirit, just in reverse. The first four fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, peace, patience, the Advent candles, when you reverse them, are love, joy, peace, and hope. So we referenced hope, and that has to do with patience and waiting, because we hope for the things that are to come. In Romans 8, Paul tells us this, if we hope for what we don't have, we wait for it patiently. Romans 8.25. So as we go through the order of the Advent candles, in the reverse order of the fruit of the Spirit, no, we're working our way through the fruit of the Spirit, the Advent candles, the fruit of the Spirit, and then we get to the primary fruit of the Spirit, which is love. That'll be week four. I'm sure you all are familiar with the song, Silent Night. One of the lines is sleep in heavenly peace. That really lines up this ideal of peace. However, I'd love to point out That's kind of a silly phrase for a newborn. Anybody who has ever been around a newborn, had a newborn, knows they mostly don't sleep. I know it's glorious when they do, but mostly they don't. And when they're not sleeping, it's anything but peaceful. But here is that lyric from Silent Night. Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. This peace peace from God, heavenly peace, it's different from the peace this world offers. And that's what we want to talk about here today. This world talks about peace, world peace, all kinds of other ideals of peace. But unfortunately, they get peace wrong because they try to create this peace, invent this peace, talk about this peace outside of the kingdom of God, which ultimately just can never actually get there, can never fully satisfy. We're at week two of Advent here at Church Public, and Advent is this season of hope and expectation. It's a time to prepare for the coming of Christ, to reflect on the year that's passed, to look forward to the promise of Christmas and Christ arriving to this world. As we talked about last time, Advent has its roots in the Old Testament where it was celebrated as the time when the Israelites would prepare for the coming of the Messiah. This is the root of the word Advent. It means uh, to arrive. It comes from the Latin word adventus. So, We look at these four weeks of Advent, begins four Sundays before Christmas. It lasts until Christmas Day with the final candle, if you're doing candles, as the Christ candle. It's this time of preparation, anticipation, reflection. Last week, we talked about the Advent of hope. You can listen to that at churchpublic.com or any of the podcast places like Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. And if this is helpful, interesting to you, you can hit the like button, the subscribe button, share this with a friend. I just want to share the joy, the hope, and the peace, and of course, the love of this season with anybody who is willing to listen. So, Advent is a time to remember the promise God has made throughout history, to look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ, who is the Prince of Peace. So this week, we're talking about peace, the peace of Christ, the peace that Jesus brings that only can come from him. Sadly, this world just can't quite get there. We long for peace, but there is just so little of it around. You all know there are wars going on all over the place, some big and some small. There's political unrest here and abroad, and it seems like the family is just constantly under attack by the culture. 
But we know, and the believer knows, that Jesus is our peace. Only in Christ can we really have this peace. So, this Advent, this Christmas season, the message of peace is just all about Christ. Jesus brings peace to all areas of our lives, but so many people today just want this peace without God. One of the most famous songs of all time is Imagine by John Lennon, which is all about peace. But in the song, the whole message is about, well, removing God, removing the things of this world that might actually bring peace. The philosophy behind that song is all about culture today. If we remove the blocks of society, according to the song, if we remove government, if we remove religion, right, no religion too, then we'll have actual peace, according to the song. But sadly for Lennon and the Beatles and the song and everybody who plays the song all the time saying it's the best song ever, sorry, the opposite is actually the truth. We need God Only through Jesus Christ can we establish this actual righteous government, have a just society, have justice in the world. To eliminate the source of peace, Jesus himself is to eliminate the very possibility of peace. Let's talk about four ways that Jesus brings us peace. First, Jesus brings us peace with God. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1. Notice... and and this is hard for the current culture, we are not naturally at peace with God. The Bible tells us our sins have separated us from God, and it's only through Jesus and through faith in him that we're brought into a relationship of peace with God and with our creator. Second, peace with ourselves. Jesus brings us peace with ourself. Sin separates us from God, but it also brings separation within our own being. We're conflicted. We're constantly fighting anxiety, stress, depression, inner turmoil. We need this inner peace, this peace that only Jesus can bring. And he came not only to bring peace with God, but personal peace within ourselves. When you put your faith in Jesus, you not only receive peace with God, you receive the peace of God. That's the fruit of the Spirit we were talking about. And this peace helps you through the difficult circumstances of life. When you know Christ, everything can be going crazy all around you, and yet you can still be at peace. To the world, this just sounds like craziness. But Paul, in Philippians 4, instructs us, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Notice, this wonderful peace of God is only available in and through Jesus Christ. The Bible says the peace of God will guard your hearts and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. These should be beautiful words to you. And Jesus says this himself in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do you hear that contradiction? It's not the worldly peace because they can't give it. It's the peace that only Jesus can give. He continues on and says, you've probably heard this verse, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. John 14, 27. Jesus not only brings peace with God, he brings peace with self, and he brings peace with others. This is the third thing. We have a wonderful example of this early in the Christmas story. Joseph heard that Mary was pregnant. He considered breaking off the engagement. After all, the girl you're about to be married to is pregnant by somebody else. That's not a great situation. He must have been terribly hurt, 
and confused, thinking that Mary had been unfaithful to him. But we read this in Matthew 1. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Matthew 1.20. We go through so many challenges in this life, and one of the most difficult is when our relationships are in turmoil. That's when we need to ask Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to come and bring us peace in our relationships, to intervene, to reconcile, to restore. We read this about Jesus in Ephesians 2. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and destroyed this barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Ephesians 2.14. Jesus came to break down the barriers, to bridge the gaps, to bring people together, to restore peace to our damaged relationships. And finally, the fourth peace that we get through Jesus is peace on earth. This is the one that John Lennon was singing about in Imagine. He wants peace on earth. Everybody wants peace on earth. When you go to the beauty contestants and the beauty pageants, you say, what do you want most? And they say peace on earth. Everybody wants peace on earth. But unfortunately, in this culture, in this world, there is no path to peace on earth without Jesus. So the angels who announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds that first Christmas Eve proclaimed the peace that Jesus would bring to our planet. We read this in Luke 2. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising, to, uh, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Luke 2, 13 through 14. This peace is what we feel lacking the most. You feel this. It's visceral. It's inside. It makes you sad without it. We have peace in Jesus, but the world is still at war. While a believer has peace with God and self and others, without Christ, you're at war with God and with self and with others. Paul tells us in Colossians that Jesus will not only be our peace and bring peace on this earth, but he will bring peace to the whole universe and he will reconcile all things to him in heaven and on earth. Colossians 1 says this, For God was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in him and through him and reconcile to himself, that's Jesus, all things, whether things on earth, things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Colossians 1, 19 through 20. So this is it. This is the kernel. This is the core. Hear this part if you heard nothing else. This verse in Colossians brings us right back to where we started. The reason Jesus brings us peace with God, peace with self, peace with others, and peace on all of the earth goes to the cross. Without Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, there'd be no peace. Without Jesus being born as a baby at Christmas, there would be no cross. This is a great season to lean into the calling you have as a follower of Christ to be a light unto the world, Matthew 5, 14 and following. And if you're struggling with peace today, I pray you seek after Jesus through the power of the Spirit and the Word of God. Start in John or Luke or Matthew and pray for the peace that can only come through our Lord Jesus Christ. For Church Public, I'm at Odegaard. God bless and keep the faith. Thanks again for joining today. I really appreciate you stopping by. As always, if this is helpful to you, like it, subscribe, leave a review, share it with a friend. I hope that you just share the love and the peace of Christ this season because this is the greatest season 
to share that Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless, and as always, Merry Christmas.